2: to Can We Help You, your non-professional advice podcast. I'm Sash.
1: I'm Jax. I'm Franco.
2: And the three of us, every few days, get together, throw around some questions from you, our lovely listeners, and we ask, can we help you with that? Hence the name... Can we help you? Uh, thank you to everyone who has been sending in their questions, paying up their listener tax. Pay up, A reminder bitches. if you haven't sent a question in a while or maybe you've never sent a question. And I know there are people sitting there being like, oh, I've never sent a question, but they sit and listen every week for free. Mm.
3: Freeloaders, absolute freeloaders.
2: Everyone's like, start a, a Patreon, offense. you this isn't, know, do this isn't, um,
3: this isn't the doll that you just get for free every, every, nah. every now and then.
2: Work what? for the dot, controversial. Oh, oh! <laughs> I thought you meant
1: like a like a, a toy doll. No, 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 <laughs> the dot. Centrelink,
2: whatever
3: it
1: is yeah. in Centrelink your
2: country. benefits, welfare, welfare. Yeah, it's not free, mate. We're not a welfare state. We expect payment, <laughs> so pay up by sending us an email, can we help you podcast at gmail.com or alternatively, if you want to remain super-duper anonymous, you can submit a form on our website, canwehelpyoupodcast.com and you can put in a fake email. We'll have no idea who you are. So please do that. Thank you very much. Jax, are yeah. you unwell again?
3: I'm sick again. I don't know what's happened. <sighs> It's been, and it's like I've had this lingering cough for like nearly two weeks. And apologies um, for – we've been a little bit inconsistent with episodes lately because – We did miss a fault. couple, yeah. I was, I've fault. been sick. My family's been here. And, you know, my family love them. But <laughs> we did lots of stuff together. And it yeah. made it very hard to find time to do podcast things, which is fine. Just meant that we had to skip a couple of episodes. So apologies to the people who were like, where's my episode? I know that's obviously every single person who's listening.
2: Well, to be fair, no one asked. So
3: <laughs>
2: they know we're going to be back. We'd never just disappear and no, never say anything. we'd never anything.
3: disappear on you. Unless, no. you know, we all were in some horrible accident. And
2: Oh, we please don't. I mean, Not
3: touch would. wood that we won't do that. I mean we we are on opposite
1: sides of the world so one sure horrible
3: if- accent that, that that maybe we all get abducted by aliens <gasps> and abducted. we could podcast from the alien ship. Oh, great. Love that for us. You're a
2: <laughs> 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 Um how was it with your family? Did you guys have a good time?
3: Yeah, we did lots of stuff. It was um yeah, so it was like five of us in a house for a, a weekend.
2: Oh, well, so you went away?
3: No, all well, that. So Everyone converged on our little apartment, and we had. When you
2: say everyone, mum, dad, sister,
3: mum, dad, and sister converged, okay. came and did. Yep. A, we did a little late
2: Christmas. I thought I saw that. I think it was your mum. I saw your mum's mm-hmm. post on Facebook, and she had shared, and it was Christmas, and I was like, "Did Jax lie to us?" And his parents and his family was there for Christmas, and his mum's only just putting up the pictures. Then I tweaked and I went, "Oh, they've done like a late Christmas. Yeah, a That's really late sweet. Christmas. So that There was, was nice. even a tree."
3: Yeah, we kept it. Well, we, we put our tree up but we just kept it up. We put it up in November and then we didn't take it down until February. So, it was up for like a while. Yeah, that's I'll a, know, so, that's a yeah. long time. That's a long yeah. time to keep a tree up. But anyway, so we had a little cheeky late Christmas, which was lovely. And then my sister went off to the other side of the country to, to study. And my parents went to Vegas for a couple of days and then they came back. And yeah, we did all sorts of stuff. But um. Uh, you know, it was lovely. Nice to have the house back, though. I mean, mm. uh, five people in one little two-bedroom apartment—hell no. is a lot. And Hell you know, no. this this little office that I record in um, every time we do the podcast, um, we've set that up as like a little guest bedroom, which is nice. But you know, it's a queen bed in there, and so really, we have enough beds for four people. So then we, we have a couch, you know, another blow-up bed. Mm. So, you know, it gets oh. it gets squishy when there's when there's more than yeah. a couple people. When
2: I my place in Melbourne was a two bedder and mm. it was like now that I look back on it, now that I live in this house, which is also a two bedder, but it's just so much better designed because it's yeah. just it feels much bigger. But the one in Melbourne, honestly, we would have one person come and stay with us and it felt chaotic and it was just one extra person. It's crazy in apartments. But everyone's doing it. We all have to live in apartments these days. Who can afford to live in a house? Who can afford to live in a
3: bloody house? I mean, what, are we all billionaires or something? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I've been looking at houses lately and the suburb I live in, like, honestly, you cannot get any sort of house, even an apartment for less than... $900,000 $900,000 oh, yeah. apartments included, change. but yeah. yeah, but houses go for like
1: and 900 know, cheap... grand will get you a, a smaller apartment than what you've got probably.
2: Oh yeah. Small unit, um, but even, like, the older apartments, because they've got better bones, they actually end up better going bones. for better bones. Good, good bones. They end up going for a lot. And people live in them for ages and renovate them, so they're actually really nice yeah. inside. I mean Anyway.
3: You say that, but then we, we are in a, a better bones apartment that was built in the very early, uh, I think late 70s, actually. Mm. Oh, wow. And there's a lot going <laughs> wrong with it. And I don't know <laughs> that this better bones thing stacks up because the floor's on a slant.
2: The walls are are,
3: are thick enough Mm. that you can't really hear things from, like, our next-door neighbours, but Mm. through the bloody roof, through the floor from upstairs, you hear all sorts of shit, and it's Mm. very annoying, very loud. And so I'm not sure about this whole bit of bones thing because
2: if new ones are worse than this... How bad it must new be ones. awful. No, I think the difference with the new ones is they go up so quickly that there are really there are structural problems with it. Right, that place, and of course there are older places that aren't good. I'm not saying that all old places are good, but if you notice, so in my suburb that I live in, which is a decent, pretty half decent area in Sydney, yeah, pretty close to the city, but still feels like quiet enough there are lots of old unit blocks that are like low rise like three or four stories red brick ugly as hell No one ever sells in them. They are never for sale because people move in and they don't want to move out because they're good properties. So there are good ones and there are bad ones. Anyway, fucking property chat. We've become a property podcast. We'd probably make more Uh, money
3: as a property podcast. We get sponsored by like realestate.com.au or domain or something.
2: But no, none of us are financial experts, so we cannot talk about things like
3: that. You don't have to be a financial expert to talk about real estate. Just look at TikTok. Exactly.
2: I get a lot of advice from TikTok. TikTok helped me plan Europe. Honestly, TikTok I'm not sure that I would take on that. Trove.
3: Take on that advice personally.
2: No, but you. No, but no, it I depends. It's usually
3: TikTok. don't trust TikTok.
2: But you're being you're painting everything on TikTok with the same brush. I'm talking about people, and I'm not saying I take it on and go, "Oh my god, that's hundred percent the truth." But I've learnt things from TikTok that are fact that are just pure facts. It's fact. not opinion. It's not like fact. It's not like, oh, I think the property market's going to go up this year. It's like, hey, this is what happens when you buy a house. And I'm like, huh, I didn't know that. And sure enough, you go on Google and that's what happens that's when what you happens. buy a house.
1: I prefer to just Google what happens when you buy a house. Yeah, true. Instead of no, waiting for, wait for, for an algorithm to, to show me.
2: No, I'm not waiting, but it comes up because it's obviously something that I'm interested in. So it uh, all of a sudden if, starts if coming up. If you were and
3: that go, interested oh. in it, you would have Googled it. Nah, that's the TikTok think. algorithm, I'm, I'm off it at the moment. I'm um, off it yeah. because, and look, I normally go on TikTok and it just is a feed of funny videos, random things. I like get a bit of this, a bit of that, whatever. I went on TikTok today, and literally every single video, and I scrolled through probably oh, can thirty. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, can I go guess? On. Is it Taylor Swift? Hot takes on Taylor Swift.
2: Oh yes, yes, me too. <laughs> what the hell? Me too. TikTok doesn't like Taylor because I've been getting so much anti-Taylor Swift stuff. And look, you know what? I'm not hating it because she does my head in, but like it is everywhere at the moment. But I Careful think you're the right. These will the come algorithm. after you. Look, she. I just. I don't know. <sighs> anyway,
1: I I welcome it. I am glad I that, the that there is something on the internet, that there is a corner of the internet <laughs> that is now not absolutely pro-Taylor Swift no
3: matter what she does. Yeah. I like a
1: little, just a little bit of back and forth. That's all I want.
3: I feel like mm. that's the only thing on TikTok at the moment. It's literally every video.
2: Well, the other thing I've been getting, which is very Australian, so you might not have gotten it, Jackson and mm. Franco, I don't think you're the demographic.
1: I don't really use TikTok, to be honest, but oh. carry on. Oh, sorry. Is
2: this... Yeah, sorry, too too lowbrow for you. Is this drama between an Australian influencer and a pottery <laughs> designer? <What? laughs> and it's so stupid. And like, it's oh, it's ridiculous. It, it, I'm not going to go into it. But if anyone's interested, just search Sofa Dofer and Shelby, okay. and it'll come up. Sofa Dofer, That sofa sounds dofa. great. I'd never heard of this influencer before. And then a girl at work to me was like, hey, have you heard what's going on with Sofa Dover? I'm like, who <laughs> and <laughs> sofa what? Sofa Dover. Next day, all of a sudden, it's in my algorithm. So they're listening. They're 100% listening. I just love TikTok though. TikTok's my happy place.
0: Um, all right. Well, shall we get into a question?
2: Let's
3: do a bloody question.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row.
3: Um, Okay, I've got a question here from Ronnie Ronnie Ronson.
2: Ronnie Ronnie Ronson. (laughs) Ronnie Ronnie Ronson. Thank you,
3: Ronnie Ronnie Ronson, for paying your taxes. Thank you for paying your taxes, Ronnie Ronnie Ronson. Ronnie writes, "Uh, hey, guys, I have a bit of a time-sensitive question, if you wouldn't mind getting to it soon. Now, as we've said in the past, if you also have a time-sensitive question, whack that in your question, in the subject, at the top of it, whatever we'll yep. get to it we'll, we'll we'll pop you up the list cuz we have a list of questions that we get yeah. to every episode but we'll yep. like rank you up the list if you say i need oh. i need an answer soon
2: yeah i just want to say as well on that there i've noticed there are a couple in the inbox that are from like november last year don't we have not forgotten you we are getting to you we just have to you know anyway we're getting to you we'll, if we'll you send us you. a question we will answer it Unless it's really rude or inappropriate or yucky or gross. I will still answer
1: it. It is also worth noting that somehow we are also quite low on questions, even though we're we're banking them since November. So please pay your taxes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Don't think that we have all these questions. We've got got enough for the next little bit, but, you know, time's running out. The clock's ticking. The doomsday (laughs) clock. The can we help you doomsday clock is at a minute to midnight. All right? So just keep that in mind when you're listening. What the fuck
3: are you talking about?
2: The doomsday clock. You know the countdown to when the Earth's going to end? Yeah, it's anyway. It went to 90 seconds. Okay,
3: whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Brody (laughs) right. Hey, guys, I'm a manager at a corporation. We've just done a performance review process with our team. Uh, I went ahead and graded everyone in our division, but one of our managers says we've all been a little bit too generous and went ahead and downgraded all the ratings. So now one of my team members, who I think is doing a great job, has been downgraded to a two out of five. Mm. Um, I think this is wrong and a whole bunch of other people think it's wrong, uh, but nothing can be done unless the team member themselves raises a complaint. Um, which he hasn't yet done so. Um, Do you think that I should, off the record, just give him a bit of a nudge and say, hey, listen, you should make a complaint? How do I talk to him in a way that gives me plausible deniability so that my own managers don't get angry at me but gives him the hint to make a complaint?
2: Oh, Ronnie, just... Fucking tell him. I have had wonderful managers and I have had frank discussions with them about certain things. Franco discussions about things that go on above their head. And basically they have helped me better understand what is happening and therefore allowed me to make the right call for a potential move, whatever that be. And when I say move, I mean like helping me decide what to do next if I'm in a pickle at work or need something organised and they've given me that insight. I respect, I have respected those managers, therefore I would never betray their confidence and their confidence is telling me, you know, some additional information that helped me make a decision. Ronnie, at the end of the day, they're your direct report. Tell them. Be diplomatic. Be professional. Don't be like, get on, mate, guess what these wits did. You go in and you say, hey, look... Um, You might have noticed that your ranking fell. This was not my decision. You don't even have to say Bob in marketing made the call. You say this was not my decision and I believe you should raise it as a grievance and we should get it looked at further. That's all you have to say. And then you can even ask them and just say, look, I'm telling you this in confidence, if you could please respect that. um, But I want to help you get it sorted.
3: Done. Uh, yeah, nice. I've I, actually, I have I...
1: a question, like, because that, that was a very good answer, Sash, and it sounds like you, you know exactly what you're talking about, but I've got a question more for Jax um, because it, it can't be just me. Is this what people's lives are like? <laughs> like is this is this what a job like a real job is? All right, Mr. All right,
2: freelancer, right. get um, over yourself. Can no, you like I've worked, I've worked
1: at night? companies before. I've worked in a company like have you remembered that everyone who works there is a human being and you can just <laughs> talk to them like a human or is that just <laughs> Honestly, out of the
3: look, I I I am with you Franco and I I hate all the people who are out there who are working um, in companies like this I feel for you and and, and I'm not trying to shit on your uh, your job or anything like that but I have worked at one place that was a little bit like this and uh, it's the only place where I've ever done actual performance reviews and this actually happened to me I went in, we did a, it was my boss and I we were joking around, we were like yeah blah blah blah, Oh, let's rate you a bloody five for everything. Next minute I get a call from like yeah, the bigger right. boss mm. and he goes hey mate I've just been looking at your uh, performance review and I don't know why you're on a three. What's going on here? And I was like, "What? Are, uh, wait, what? What are you talking about?
1: Fuck, so That's shit. not what
3: happened." So, so I will shit. say to, you, to this, this to you, Ronnie. Have the conversation, and I wish that I had uh, someone in my corner then who I could have yeah. explained what had happened, or who could explain what happened to me, and could get it sorted because it w- it reflected badly on me when it. It's not even like it's not even what it happened. wasn't the case. It wasn't even yeah. the, the reality. Or, so.
2: Or if it was the case, then that was your manager's job during your performance review to raise the issues and and tell you. And that's why that's how people get better. Exactly, does my head in? I know. I'm with you, Franco. I fucking hate corporate bullshit. But unfortunately, even in the industry that we work in, we have to deal with it. And uh, as Jax has just said, um, and you know, I have experienced sort of similar things. Um, But yeah, you're you're the best person. I cannot tell you what it means to have a supportive and genuine direct manager. I'm talking the one that you go straight to. You know, Mm. they're the ones that then go to the ones above that. It changes your fucking work life. It really does. And, Ronnie, I would encourage you to be that person for your employee because they will appreciate it and I think that it pays off in the long run for their Mental health, their attitude to work and yeah. you, and yeah, it's a no brainer just chat to them
3: they'll work better knowing that you're in their corner and that they didn't just get completely screwed over by someone else that they didn't even have a chance to you know uh, object to that, they'll work better they'll be happier in their uh, in, in their job and and, and and do better work if you know they know that you're there for them, you got their back rather than just kind of suffering under the the weight yeah. of, of
1: all
2: one that. million percent go do it, Ronnie. Good luck. This
3: sounds like very broadly
1: the the advice is just be the slight slither of humanity in an otherwise <laughs> soulless
2: <laughs> corporation. Absolutely. Just be a human. Be a human good luck, Ronnie. Guys, I've got something really amazing for this next one. Oh, and God. I'm yep. saying that based on the fact that this person has put this in the subject line. Mm. Solicited food chat. Oh I love Thank this. You, oh, nice. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Ronnie. Ronnie writes: What should I feed my fussy kids? I have two teens oh. and a tween. They would live on macas if they could. They hate rice. They hate veggies. One hates red meat. Another hates meat with bones. One hates pasta. I'm sick of cooking the same food over and over. I'm sick of making food that only one will eat. I hate adulting. <laughs> Ronnie, I feel for you. I feel for you. I'm so sorry you're going through this. This is my greatest fear of having children: is you that they will be fussy is an eaters. Absolute nightmare. And. Obviously, oh, yeah. Jax. Bloody picky now- eaters,
3: how annoying they must be.
1: Yeah, just being friends with Jax is probably the closest I've <laughs> come to parenting.
2: The thing with Jax is that I've, I don't know whether you've evolved lately, but I feel mm. like the way sometimes the way you talk about food like the things that you eat, I'm like, oh, Jax eats that. I feel like maybe you're not as bad as you used to be. <laughs> maybe. Were you a fussy eater does, as a kid, though? He does Were have you- some surprises. Yeah. Were you a pain in the ass?
3: I, you know what? I think when I was really, really little, I wasn't so bad, but then I got to mm. a point and it just – yeah, so I have been pretty – Fussy or picky for a very long time since I was well,
1: since I was from, quite from young. From what I understand, yeah, you hit you stopped eating veggies when you were about five years old. Yeah, right? so <laughs> okay,
2: but you do eat some. You do. There are some things you say, and I'm like, oh, you do eat vegetables. Now you're really? not completely anti-vegetable. will do a potato.
1: yeah. No, but you um, eat
2: other stuff. He'll do don't
1: you will do a tomato if it's in a sauce. In a sauce, tomato in a sauce. <laughs>
2: well, that's not tomato. I mean, unless it's a homemade sauce. Otherwise, it's just sugar <laughs> and some water and a bit of red food dye. Tomato. In Go a sauce. on. Um, um,
3: I mean, I'll have smoothies with, with strawberries and bananas.
2: I think that's what it was when you started talking about smoothies one day. I'm like, wait, that's full of fruit. What are you talking about? Yeah, only specific okay.
3: fruit though. Or an apple pie. I can, I can get around an apple pie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Stewed with sugar and yeah. cinnamon and Delicious. oh my God. <laughs> Delicious, sure. But <laughs> when you count that as a fruit or vegetable. <laughs> it's insane, That's but it does still count. It is still fruit. You're still getting fruit. Um, yeah, this is my greatest fear of having kids because Shane, Shane, I feel for Shane's mum. So Shane's mum, I swear, deals with exactly this. Shane's fussy on his vegetables. Um, his younger brother's pretty easygoing. His sister won't eat, like, anything on a bone. His dad won't eat anything in on a stick. His dad won't eat capsicum. His dad won't eat garlic. Like, he's, like, fucking doesn't eat anything. Um, and I just look at her and I go, oh, my God. Like, how did you bring up four kids and a husband who all had their own fussy issues with food? I don't actually know what to do. Like the list that Ronnie rattled off: no rice, no veggies. One hates red meat, another hates meat with bones. Pasta? One of them hates pasta.
3: Yeah, that's hard because me, my my safe food has always been pasta. pasta, and what? I freaking love pasta. I always have. And when I was a kid, I even like I ha- I didn't like sauce when I was a kid. I didn't like you know like tomato sauce for example. But I would have. <laughs> <laughs> literally pasta with nothing on it and just like plain pasta or plain ravioli and that would do me for any time of the day. So the fact that they can't even have pasta that's tricky.
2: The the thing the thing for Ronnie as well as her children are teenagers and almost teenager. So it's not like, you know, with a little kid, like my thing with little kids is just fucking feed them. Like they're little, they'll, they'll be fine. You just keep trying to introduce I think foods. it's
1: easier when they're little kids. Like if you've got like a two-year-old that you want to introduce to all of these kinds of foods, it's much easier. Mm. But then when they're a teenager, I kind of think it's just the idea of that food they don't like. So okay. that's a lot harder.
2: Yeah. All right. Here's my, Ronnie, I don't know necessarily what to suggest because I'm, I can't keep up with your kids' fussy preferences. But here's what I might suggest. A is do a bunch of meal prep on a Sunday and make your kids help. And this kind of goes into my second point. Don't just fucking take on all the cooking. You One by one, maybe it can be a nice way to spend time with them in. And I know teenagers don't want to spend time with their parents, but I don't know, maybe you just give it a shot and it'll pay off. So you get with the one with the dozen like pasta and you go, okay, we're going to make up a couple of curries and, I don't know, fucking what else can you have that's not pasta? <laughs> I was about to say pasta bake. I'm thinking of meal prep. What have I meal prep? Chili. Pasta chili salad. con can. Oh, no. chili. chili con can. Yeah, Beautiful. you could
3: make like. Um... Chili. Lasagna. I mean, I know... Pasta. I know, but technically it's pasta, but it's not really pasta. No,
1: Ronnie, make a a lasagna and see if you can trick them because, like, you see a lasagna, you're not like that's a plate of pasta. Exactly. If you think about it. It's not really pasta. See if you can trick them into it.
2: But potentially if you did some meal prepping, that would... And you did it on a... This is the problem, though. This is what I worry about is that it's the weekend. You don't want to be fucking thinking about everyone's dinners for the week ahead. It's the last thing you want to do. But maybe it'll give you a bit of peace during the week week potentially right so you could meal prep but also your kids are getting old enough to learn responsibility you say to them look if you're going to be this fuzz- you all have your own fussiness i want you to write out a list of the things that you do want to eat for dinners during the week and you're all going to help me come in and cook them and we're going to do some meal prep and freeze them the other thing is to make things that like can be eaten with different stuff so i brought up like curry right so the one who like doesn't like rice. Well, they can have it with flatbread or naan bread yeah, or that's a good wrap bread and just scoop it. Yeah, like Same whatever. as like a taco
3: night. You can make like, um, you know, a bit of chicken, a bit of, uh, you know, like taco meat and then you yeah. can have like corn tortillas and soft tortillas and then people can just yeah. pick what they, what they like and then not everything's going to waste. You don't have to make four billion different meals but yeah. everyone can just kind of pick the things that they're not too fussy about.
2: Yeah, I wonder if it's a case of like putting it on the table. I don't know if you serve up – for your, my mum used to put the food on the table and we would serve ourselves, whereas Shane's mum would serve yeah. up individual plates. I wonder, Ronnie, if you're serving up individual plates, it's coming up with ideas where you can put it on the table and then people – and you go, you eat what you want out of that. So let's say it's a curry night, right? So you put the curry in a bowl. Maybe you have some papadums and you have some flatbread or naan bread, and then you have the rice. The one who doesn't want to eat rice, don't eat rice then. You can eat the curry and you can eat some bread. The one who doesn't like red meat, oh, well, you can have some flatbread and maybe some vegetables, you know, if you stir fry some veggies. They're just going to have to cop it. You can't fucking take care of all those people I'm getting stressed just thinking about it but yeah, i think it's a very
1: stressful idea
2: I think encouraging if like if it's really that difficult and also if you're if you have a partner you didn't say Ronnie make sure they're on board with you too and they understand what you're trying to achieve but i would be putting the pressure back on the kids and saying well you're gonna have to help me do some cooking then let's pick some meals you like and we can spend the day together doing some cooking and you can do it with each one for a couple of hours freeze it then you've got some meals And then this is the thing, right? So say you make something, you probably have a couple of meals that everyone likes. Say it's a night that you're making something that one doesn't like. You go, all right, go to the freezer, get out your container and you can have, we'll defrost it and you can have leftover chili con can, whatever it is. And then they're sorted. I don't know. I think that's the only thing I can think of because I don't know like how, you know, they're teenagers. They're not going to start changing how they're eating. You can be encouraging, yeah. but there's no yeah. guarantee.
1: See, that's this is why I'm not going to be a good parent because your <laughs> solution is completely the right one, which is pretty much find a way to deal with it without killing yourself in the process. <laughs> My solution, though, and the thing that I can't think anything else is like I I refuse to accept that the kid just doesn't like pasta. <laughs> yeah, that's I good. just I refuse to that's accept it. I just I know that it would have been like a bad experience or a bad source that they had the pasta with, or some reason that they had pasta once and then decided that they don't like pasta. But the kids wrong.
0: Teach (laughs) the kids to like pasta.
1: I don't have actual solid advice for you, Ronnie, because I don't know how to do this. But the the kid needs to learn to like pasta. (laughs) They will.
2: The, surely pasta. they will who doesn't like I've been oh. indifferent to pasta but I've never like not liked it well pizza like, just surely,
3: been... surely they love pizza sounds <gasps> like they another can all get around one. pizza
2: pizza night you just cut up yeah. all the veggies and, the, and get you out whatever, the meat that... whatever toppings yeah. they want I think I'm, more I'm stuff not, I'm
3: not saying
1: that pasta is like the most amazing food but it's like saying to someone that you don't like bread like
2: yeah, just it's don't weird. like the taste
1: of bread. It's just it's a nothing food that you add things to.
2: Burgers. Another one is homemade burgers. Same thing. You yeah, can cook up the one, patties. One
3: doesn't like red meat. So
2: no, do chicken. Do chicken burgers. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Do a bunch I of t- chicken burgers. It, yeah, put it honestly, all on the table. Like you're gonna have to do things where they get to pick. And if they don't like it, too fucking bad. Like have make sure you got lots of fresh fruit. Make sure you got some chopped up veggies in the fridge. Make sure maybe even just like two minute noodles or like frozen noo- mm, frozen love meals. Two and, and you just say to them, fucking tough luck, that's what's for dinner. If you don't like it, there's fruit, there's veg, there's some fucking popcorn, like just eat something. I don't care what you eat, just eat. I think
1: yeah. that's fine as long as you give them the opportunity to, to, you know, like join you in the kitchen and make the food that they want and if they don't do that, yeah. then, you know.
2: Yeah. I think
3: it sounds like you're going to have to cook a lot of chicken tomorrow because that's about the only thing that, <laughs> that adheres to all of the things. But I will say in, involving your kids in the cooking process um, yep. I think is – uh, probably going to be hard and annoying, but it might actually help them to figure out the things that they like and that they, they do actually like. don't mind. And they can, you know, they can, fi- or maybe you go to a cooking class together, and they can start to figure out actually, okay, here is how I can make something actually taste like I I, I like it. Mm. That's one potential option. The other thing is you've said, oh, you are sick of cooking the same thing over and over and over. Let me tell you, someone who was once a teenager and once a fussy teenager, generally. We're okay with having the same thing over and over and over.
2: I wasn't. Yeah, I this is complain. why kids'
1: menus all around the world, <laughs> like everywhere the you go, is just Fries. like chicken nuggets, spaghetti and a, bolognese. A spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Yeah. because kids are fine with that.
2: Yeah, yeah, Ronnie, I do feel for you. You're in a really shitty spot, but I think you've got a few strategies there to um, to give it a go. But yeah, my go-to would be like like a chili con carne, bake some potatoes, do some do some um, taco shells, make some like put some salad stuff out. Surely, surely. Even do a veggio one, maybe. Make them all not eat red meat for a night. Um, But yeah, good luck. That is all for today's episode of Can We Help You? And a reminder, please pay your taxes at canwehelpyoupodcast.com or send an email to canwehelpyoupodcast at gmail.com. I'm Sasha Barbagat. Thanks for listening.
3: Until next time.
2: Stay classy, San Diego. Oh,
3: no. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>